everyone, welcome to Half-Ass Movie Reviews. My name is John. And my name is Matt. And we're on to our second part of our James Bond review series. And we're starting off today with From Russia With Love. Mm. Which came out one year after Dr. No. And this is the definition of, let's run that back. Same director, everybody pretty much came back from the first one that, you know, wasn't killed off in the first one. Continues the plot of the first one. And in my opinion, a much better movie. Did you stay awake this time? <laughs> well, you know what? I did stay awake, however, I had a very, very tough time paying attention to this one. I don't, I, I actually think Dr. No was a better movie. I, if I had to watch one of them again, I would say Dr. No. And I'm, I'm really upset because I, I love the James Bond movies, but these two, I just, yeah. not a great start for me. But you know, it's funny, I've been trying to tell you, I'm like, I don't think you're going to get into them until next week when we get to Goldfinger. And it's funny because somebody on Twitter said the same thing, like, ah, for me, the James Bond franchise doesn't start till Goldfinger. So it's, mm. it just... I hope you're right, but I have a feeling I'm not going to like anything until we get to Roger Moore. It's funny, because for Roger Moore, I feel like, personally, it's like a step back, but maybe I'll like him more this time. I don't know. Mm. So, Roger Moore, eh, we'll get to him when we get to him. Maybe I'll like him more, but I I actually personally really enjoyed this movie. Mm. I'm surprised. I'm glad uh, someone did. Yeah, because the first time I watched this, it wasn't my favorite, but I, I enjoyed it. It's still got some rough parts, just like Dr. No, especially like... Again, with the lighting at night, some parts. Yeah. I mean, there's some good ideas in there. Uh, there is more action than the original. But again, I don't need all the action. If there's a good movie, there's a good plot. I just, honestly, I don't even know what the fuck happened. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, this granted, is... I, I was picking up my phone often, and I had a very, very tough time keeping my eyes on the screen and trying to watch this one. Uh, I, you know, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> But, uh, uh... You didn't enjoy yourself, is what you're saying. No. No, no. I, I can understand. I I actually did enjoy... And this one is... Um, the plot is definitely a lot more going on than in the first one because mm. you got Spectre now. It's a Cold War story. It's a real spy film. This one really is leading into the spy aspect. You know, you Well, did they even go to Russia? It's called From Russia With Love, and we did not even see Russia. No, they spend most of this film in Istanbul, or Istanbul. I don't know how to pronounce the word from... Tur they're in Turkey. Istanbul or Istanbul. Or Istanbul, I think you're right there yeah. i think you hit it so yeah that's the one they spend most of their time there in that country uh, so it should have been from istanbul well love. it's about <laughs> the plot is about like you know russia right u.s right. cold war like actually in the book from russia and love this isn't the same like in the book it they don't even have specter in the book it's mm. more about actually um it is about the cold war and it was John F. Kennedy's, one of his favorite books, The President. And this was the last movie he saw before he went to Dallas, actually, at the White House. Hmm. And you know what happened in Dallas, right? That's when he got shot, right? Yeah, that's when yeah. his brains came out the back of his head that day. Interesting. So, now, uh, the, big fan. the villain, you're a big fan of the, the shooting? Or? No, he was, I'm saying John F. Kennedy was a big fan oh, of okay. From so Russia With Love and Ian Fleming's books. So. That was an X-Files. Remember that X-Files episode? The, the cigarette smoking man is the one who actually killed Kennedy. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> X-Files, much better than this movie. Uh, anyway. I'm going to agree with that. It's a whole amazing series one yes. of the time. <laughs> I would love to be talking about X-Files. But continue instead. your thought on the villain. The, the villain... Um, so they were, it looks like they were training, molding this guy, and I thought we were going to get like a one-on-one -on -one and, you know, Bond was trying to complete a mission and then this guy is going to come in and stop him and they were going to have a one-on-one. -on -one. So I, I basically, like we never got that. Well, we kind of did. He kind of outsmarted him at the end mm. and then killed him. But that villain who you're talking about, Grant, uh, I know you've 
didn't realize who the actor was because you would have brought this up, and he's one. He's in literally one of your top two favorite movies ever. He's in a Terminator movie. No, he's in a Jaws movie. The first Jaws. That is Robert Shaw. No. Yeah. That was Robert Shaw. That the was, blonde guy. The blonde guy was Robert Shaw, and I knew you wouldn't recognize him, so I was waiting. I you... thought Robert Shaw was the guy petting the cat. No, that guy is nope. That guy is the professor from the first movie, actually. Dubbed his voice is dubbed over, so they just use the same actor. Like Robert, Sh so the guy that was laying down on the blanket that the girl was oiling up. Yes, and, and then gets punched in the stomach and he doesn't move. Yeah. That's Robert Shaw. No. Yep. That's Quint. That is Quint. Let me show you right here. Get out of town. Robert Shaw as Donald Red Grant. I convinced myself that Robert Shaw was the guy in petting the cow. I was like, oh yeah, that kind of sounds like Robert Shaw's voice. Did he? Did he do the voice for that guy? Yeah. He, he said it was dubbed, right? No, he wasn't dubbed. Um, the, the, the guy, guy who pet the, the cat. cat was dubbed. Was that Robert Shaw's voice? No, that voice was... I don't know who that voice was, actually. I don't have a name, but it wasn't Robert Shaw. Are you, sh are you sure? No, I'm not. That's Blo By the way, that's Blofeld, so that character eventually is played by Donald Pleasance. But yeah, because he had the whole cat, like the Dr. Evil vibe. Just had the on. hair left. At least still had the hair on the cat. Right. Um, also, look, guys, I just want to let you know... Lemon Oreos, yes. the official cookie of Let's Talk. <laughs> However, um, the Finns are better. Uh, my girlfriend just bought the wrong one. Not terrible, but we, we prefer the Finns here. And uh, so if you hear us snacking, it is Lemon Oreos. Now I know what you're thinking, why lemon? <laughs> just go buy Lemon Thin, Thin Lemon Oreos and then... Yeah, the regulars are okay. Thank me later. So it's Anthony Dawson was the guy who was playing Blofeld, and it doesn't say who voiced him, but it does say he was dubbed. So, what? What? Are you kidding? What? <laughs> Come on. It just folds over weird, don't you admit? You gotta admit. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Still too Literally much. fits perfect. Mm, these are good, though. Two hands for a half a cookie. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Before we dive in, I think the best thing that we got out of this movie was probably this Xbox game. Now, I played this when I was younger. I don't remember much. I probably didn't love it because it was old, you know? Yeah, it's like Xbox and PlayStation no, 2. No, 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 no. I'm saying it was, oh, set, it was set in the 60s when I was younger and I, I didn't acquire the nostalgic taste yet like that. I also didn't see the movie, so like this was way after Goldeneye. Yeah. That's but, what, 2003, um, I want to say? I can't say much about it. It's four players, so I guess there was some pretty cool multiplayer. But, uh, yeah, I just remember this was a big cover on the Game Informer. Yeah. I remember there was a whole month where this was the whole cover, and I remember that. I specific. I might even have that Game Informer somewhere. Yeah. Russia, it is pretty oh. crazy, that, but this is actually one of the most popular James Bond movies. So uh, there was a list of the top 25 British films of all time. Only one James Bond film made that list, and that was this movie. Really? It's just so strange. Out of every James Bond movie ever. How many... I'm trying to think, because GoldenEye got its own game. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the Pierce Bronson ones got their own games. They did, but they were coming out during the era of video games. Mm -hmm. And like when video games got started, like 1989... It, until 1995 at GoldenEye, no movies came out, so there's probably no James Bond games. Right. Well, uh, actually, there was... Is there a Nintendo James Bond game? Yeah. Or? Okay. I so think that... there was an Atari one, too, but, like, they're it's very primitive. I'm sure they're either called The Living Daylights or License to Kill, because those are the two... I don't remember. I looked it up in a complete list, and I start. I wanted to start, like... 
uh, I got the Nintendo one, uh, 64 one, so PlayStation era and on, I'm going to start collecting. So I got to move to PS2 and Xbox now and clean a couple of those up because I have most of the 360 ones. Again, John is going to drive the ship here. He's going to try to break down the plot for you. And I'm going to just sit here and listen and chime in when I can because... Uh, yeah, I want to know your thoughts on this because you, you know... Well, I gave it a 2 out of 5 stars and I thought that was being generous because mm. I just had a terrible time watching this one. But uh, I'm excited to check out Gold... You know, I was excited to check it out. I never saw this one. I don't think I've really seen any of the, any of the Sean Connery ones now that I'm... Going into it? I might have seen Goldfinger. I'm not sure. Goldfinger is extremely popular, and it's got a lot of the best action scenes throughout the entire... It takes place in America, so I think you might have seen that one. So, like, I brought up a complete list it of... Go it goes Goldfinger, then Thunderball. And then I'm always getting a little confused after Goldfinger, that. Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Her Majesty's Secret Service... Oh, so Her Majesty's Secret Service is the the, the first one without Sean Connery. Yeah, but then they go back to it's Sean George Connery. It's George Laz Lazenby. Lazenby. And then Sean Connery comes back for one more, and then... Uh, we're on to Roger Moore. And then we're on to Roger Moore, yeah. And then Roger Moore holds the role, then they're in the middle, in the 80s. There is a movie that comes out the same year as Never Say Never Again, which was Sean Connery playing James Bond again, but it's not an official double. Right. Looking at this list, I thought there was way more Bonds. Well, I was talking to somebody on, uh, I was talking to Shamrock Balls, actually. We always talk about him. He was noticing the same thing. Like, they just were chugging them out in the 60s and 70s, and yeah. then we got to, like, the late 80s, and they mm -hmm. just slowed down. So it goes 62, 63, 64, 65. We skipped the year, 67, 69. Skipped another year to 71. And then we start skipping some years, 73, 74. And then here's the biggest jump from 74 to 77. 89, 81, 83, 85, 87, 89. And then... That big jump from 89 to 95. To 95, and then we get my guy, Pierce Brosnan. From 95 to 02, correct? Uh, Pierce Brosnan, 02. Yep, Daniel and Craig is 06. 06, 06, 08, and 11. And now is No Time to Die Daniel Craig's last yes. Bond? Yeah, he's out as Bond, and they have I'm actually excited to check out the Daniel Craig one. The Daniel Craig... Especially after watching... Knives Out, I, I, I'm excited to check, because i never seen any of the Daniel Craig ones. You'll love the Daniel Craig I've seen ones. all the Pierce Brosnan ones, uh, and I think I've seen all the Roger Moore ones. Yeah, Roger Moore, I feel like, and Pierce Bronson, definitely a right up your alley. I know you'll like the Daniel Craig ones. I'm curious to see where you stand with Timothy Dalton, though, when we get to him. I something. remember not enjoying those also, but I think it was also his look. His look, I was like, his look is different. But yeah. do you recognize him from uh, another movie? Do you recognize Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Timothy Dalton's in Hot Fuzz. Is he? Yeah. He's that one boss who's always smiling. Mm. He's all, he's the, he I owns don't the really supermarket. love Hot Fuzz. Uh, Hot Fuzz is the best out of those movies. That is wrong. No. Shaun of the Dead. Okay, watch Hot Fuzz again. I promise you Hot Fuzz will be your favorite. It's been a very long time. I have to rewatch it. But I, that's like the one with the cult or some shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Hot Fuzz is great. I don't remember liking it. It's an it. action film satire. And I didn't see the third one. Oh, uh, was for, it World's uh, End? At World's End. Yeah. Um, that one's not my favorite, personally. I have the 4K set. I specifically bought it for uh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, uh. I bought um, it for Hot Fuzz. Mm, yeah, Shaun of the Dead was... Uh, I like Shaun of the Dead. I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but Hot I Fuzz, I think, Shaun is the, slightly I've seen better. Shaun of the Dead probably like 55 times. Really? I love Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Every time I watch it, I'm, I'm like, okay, that was good, but me Hot Fuzz... Me and Gonzo used to watch that one uh, a lot. 
All right, well, we're getting off topic while talking about uh, From Russia With Love. I have it on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K now. Sean I have dead. it on Blu-ray and 4K, too. I have a steelbook of Sean the Dead. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, actually. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to keep it off the topic of Because uh, you don't want to go. I also just want to make one note. Kicking um, and screaming through this whole thing. Pedro Armandiaz, Armandraz, I know I'm saying that wrong. That guy played Kirim in the movie. He was the MI6 agent in Instable. He's working with James Bond a lot in this movie. Okay. Uh, his last movie role, he got diagnosed with terminal cancer before they started filming. Mm. So he actually powered through. They shot all his stuff first because he was going to die. And he mm. wanted to have enough money for his family. So that's why he powered through, even though he was in apparently a ton of pain making this movie. Shit. Yeah, so a little bit of a sad note, but I did want to make note of that because, you know. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, most of this cast is dead at this point. I'd imagine. Yeah, you know, because it is 1963. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, Sean Connery here is 32 years old now and somehow looks older than me and Matt, even though he's right around our age. Yeah, it's weird. I don't get that. Men just had so much miles on them back then. From what, though? You're a movie star. Yeah, but he wasn't a movie star before this. What did he do? He acted, but he wasn't a big-time actor. Sean Connery, this was, he wasn't their first choice. The only reason they were able to really lock him in is because they wanted to lock them, him down to multiple movies. And everyone else would only sign up for one, so... Hmm. He got lucky. Okay. But we're going to dive right into From Russia With Love. We open... This is the first time a James Bond film opens with a cold open, which would become tradition. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. So this is where we see Robert Shaw training. And, you know, they have the Bond mask. I can't believe that's Robert Shaw. And they... Did you get a Mission Impossible feeling when they took down that guy and uh, peeled off the face? Yeah, well, uh, when he grabbed them, I was like, huh? What yeah. the fuck is going on? And then... He pulled the mask off. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then the training thing. But I thought it was like a MI6 or, or whatever the fuck it is uh, training. I thought it was like the Bond training thing. Yeah, but. you're right with MI6. But no, it's, that's uh, Spectre's training facilities. Mm. So I also had a question. Like, did they, he just kill that guy? Right? Right? Yeah. Uh, but they did say later on when they were walking through the training facility, like, oh, yeah, we use some. Yeah. It's like, who the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming a lot of their budget went to that training facility scene, too. Oh, my God. That, like, can you imagine, like, how do you, how do you hide that? Like, you're Spectre. Like, how do you hide that? Like, this fucking place is, like, being run like an army camp like, mm-hmm. <laughs> on an island, a beautiful island. Yep. But anyway, we have to, we see all this or see him do the train we cut into the opening credits james bond every film has a unique opening credit sequence mm-hmm. this one has a beautiful lady dancing while they project the opening credits onto her body mm-hmm. thought it was pretty cool after that we see some guy training he's a, in a chess tournament but he gets called by specter number one mr blofeld to come in and he gives them this whole master plan that they're going to take down James Bond with because they want revenge. Because he took down one of Spectre's best. He took down Dr. No. Mm. So they come up with this, this huge plan to take him down. They send in Spectre number three, that one girl with the red hair. Yeah, and I'm assuming that's... Uh, what's her name? Frau. Bring in the fanbots! Fate said that when we watched it. Ralph Arvissino, whatever, from Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So that's. Uh, Scott! <laughs> that's Colonel Kleb, is her name. So she's yeah. a big one inspector. And it's funny, actually, because they go by numbers, and like in Austin Powers, his name. Number two. To number two. <laughs> so and there was no number two. No, it was movie. just number one and number three. Who yeah. was number two? Oh, unless he was number two, that guy that was underneath that he. Oh, no, he was number five. 
Yep, yeah. he was number five. Well, we know where number two was. Yeah, number two was working for Doctor Evil. That's yeah. how he got the. That's why he's not there. And then after that, they uh, what's it called? They set out their plan. And then this is where we first see James Bond in this movie. Already, he's uh, he's hanging out by a boat with a beautiful woman, of mm -hmm. course, because he's James Bond. That's what he does. <laughs> and he's got to keep her in line. This girl missed him real bad, but he's like, no, the work. Work is calling. You shut your fucking mouth when I'm on the phone with the office. He literally he gave her a slap. I think didn't he? Or he pushed her away. He did something. He was like being a real dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> this girl just wants to spend time with him, but you know he's got to always be on call. <laughs> she wanted the hog. She sure did. She was. She really did. Like she was like begging him like to yeah. stay. Like she was really upset. And in the end, he did. Of course he did. Like, yeah. he wouldn't be James Bond if he didn't. He threw like, her a beat down. Honestly, or... all these women are just all over him. Like, I, I haven't experienced this yet in my lifetime. But, like, every time he's, like, with Money Penny, like, you could tell she's totally into him, too. Like, They're smitten. Yeah, they, they really are. Yeah. And then... You're saying you haven't experienced that? I haven't had that many women glomming over me. As really? surprising as that can be, like, no, really, no, not that many women at all, mm. actually. There's been my wife, and there was one other woman before my wife, and that is the list interesting and i don't think both of them were begging if i'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> they weren't kicking and screaming though they did come willingly i, yeah. <laughs> I am no james bond in case. No, 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 no. so then he hands over to mi6 where we see money penny again and we see m again he goes inside he gives him the whole breakdown you know we got a head so we're sending you to instill bull because we have somebody there that's defecting nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> right rolled right through it we have somebody there that's defecting. They're going to tell us everything because they have to steal this, like, decoder. Mm -hmm. So they're going to steal it, and then James Bond is going to meet with this other girl and get it. Now, we also see at the same time, the we'll call her Frau, uh, she's pretending to be still with Russia and not with Spectre, and mm. that he, this is how she's able to convince this other girl, this other beautiful woman who was a real-life ballet dancer, and she's the Bond girl in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, that's how she's able to convince her to do it because you got to go in there and you got to do it for Mother Russia. So you have to trick James Bond. But we don't go to Russia. No, but it all is about Mother Russia. But right. really, it's all about Spectre, and that's the whole thing. Yeah, there's the a last one. Well, second, the last. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, but Spectre's throughout the entire franchise. They're the, like real big bad villain like, okay. group. Because the reason them. why they invented Spectre is because they didn't want to offend any of like Russia, U.S. You know, it's a British. And it took film. them twenty-something movies to make a just. Ah, well, that's because that's when they introduced because somebody else plays Blofeld in that Spectre. Because like technically, I don't know if they're all sequels, and then sometimes technically they're reboots. I just like, consider them like the monster of the weeks of X Files. You well, know, Daniel Craig, kinda, like they actually give him an origin. There's a through line. Yeah, for all his, but the rest of them, no. I th yeah, I think they're all just kind of one-offs. Mm-hmm. They actually give him an arc in that. Because, yeah, every movie, you know, he gets the girl in the end, like you said. And then this is also the first time in James Bond history that we see Q from Q Branch. Brings in, this time we actually get a real gadget, not just a new gun. We get the briefcase with a bunch of stuff in it. Yes. Which all get used in the movie because they're smart. The tele I, I saw the one with the telephone. Yeah. You could see if it was bugged, I guess. That, yeah, is that what that was? I was a little confused on that one. And actually, I thought it was so cool. It's like, James Bond's so cool. He grabs that rotary phone, and he just drops the thing on the bed. Drops it on the bed. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was a cool move. I yeah. was like, yeah. I guess that's what you had to do back then. How else are you going to make a rotary phone look cool? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. And then, and then he rubbed that thing on the bottom. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know it was, uh, he, he knew it was bugged. Yeah. It also has, uh, it explodes in your face if you don't open it the correct way, which again, that's how he gets rid of 
Robert Shaw's character later in the movie. We also see that it has a knife in it, and it's got some gold. So, mm. very convenient. Also, doubles as an actual briefcase. You can put stuff in it, which he does. Okay, so then finally he gets on a plane, hence the instable, and he gets in the car again. Nailed it again. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it. And I noticed, again, just like in Dr. No, every time they're driving... They try, they turn these corners like they've never turned a corner before. Just hitting the brakes and just fishtailing it. Well, funny thing, I, I would say there's a little skill involved. You know, well, yeah, they are. Because especially to handle these old, these old cars probably don't handle too well. Yeah, that's it's true. It's not a Nissan 240SX that, you know, that they're no, drifting prob- around these corners. They're but. probably all rear-wheel drive and everything like that. And the guy who picked them up from the airport was this head of MI6 in Instables. Um, <laughs> Istanbul. A, in Istanbul. It's one of his sons. And, you know, they drop him off. They talk about everything that's going on. He has this secret, like, passageway underneath his little, like, did you see that? He had, like, a boat down there and everything like that. Can you imagine that? I always wanted, like, a secret passage or, like, a, a bookshelf or something. You know, you go behind and just... Yeah. Out to a whole new world, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, never I, got that. But like somebody put that together, and this guy said, "Yeah, this is my workout every day. Eleven to threes down there, freaking rolling." Mm. And actually, uh, one little thing I want to point out: um, there is some shitty editing in here, but there was actually some really cool editing in here too, like some transitions, like uh, with like they were looking at that little map and they transitioned into the big map of the facility. I don't know if you noticed that. I thought that was cool. We call this half-assed movie reviews because when there's movies we don't like i'm gonna half-ass it yeah so, so you don't know what i'm talking about i uh like i said in the beginning at yeah. the top of the show i uh <laughs> i had a tough time watching this one yeah. so I, see i take all the, i didn't retain too much <laughs> i take all our notes for this so like i i, I brought down things that i thought like looked cool and i really thought that that facility underneath where they can go look at everything unless I'm absolutely in love with the movie I have a very tough time retaining the information yeah Matt can't retain any information we've been through this a million times I was te- like reading comprehension very bad at it yes and this man has made it this far it's incredible to me it just really is it's incredible that I've made it this far I mean listen we both have flaws but you have some serious memory flaws <laughs> we were both out on the streets yeah. <laughs> where it really matters <laughs> I think I'm going to last a little bit well, longer than come you. on that's not fair you know I have no survival skills well that's what's important it doesn't that's retaining not even, them. it's 2023 do you think if there's a zombie apocalypse I'm done I'm out I'm blowing my brains out there's no way I survive no way <sighs> I just think it's a little more important to be able to do something like that versus retain information from a stupid movie <laughs> I hate you. It's a bad movie. Yeah, you know, I get it. Not a good movie. I get it. So anyway, then they drive off to, and this is where, again, we get some nice night scenes, and they travel to this, like, they're doing, like, some kind of ceremony. It reminded me of uh, Ace Ventura with Nature Yes, calls. when they were doing the belly dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that. Then we get a, a female fight scene that lasts yes. way too long, by the way. Yeah, well, what were they, they were fighting over who gets to marry the prince or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. This is kind of actually where I was like, wow, this went on. A really long, long time. time. I noticed that too. I was like, huh. This is still going. Okay. And then this leads into the scene where uh, they kill that guy. And actually, we see James putting together that sniper. And I was like, oh, they kind of cut quick in there. Like, he must have had some trouble actually putting that thing together. Yeah, maybe. So, we see that. Then the they break in. He hears a gunshot. He jumps up. He reaches for his gun. And then that whatever camp or compound they're in is under attack and then we get a little bit of action there yes there is actually a good amount of action in this yeah like i said there's way more action than the first one but still at the end of the day i didn't really care 
about what was going on because it didn't interest me. I don't know. And all through this, James is... Um, I have a problem with older movies, you know? Yeah, I, you do. I don't really but you like, don't really go back much. That's the thing. That's Yeah, I need like mid-70s and on. Yeah, uh, and we'll get there. We'll get there. Like, yeah, there is some stuff where I had to look up because there is, like, not the greatest editing. They don't give enough exposition, but yet they drag on, like, a lot of these action scenes. Like, once the Bond girl is introduced and, you know, then James finally figures out, like, this girl's there to actually betray him, but she doesn't mean it. And it, 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 it just gets a little bit convoluted there. And all through this, this guy Grant, Robert Shaw... He's out there killing everyone just so he can get close to Bond. Jaws pre Jaws Yes. Looking handsome as ever. And one thing I didn't bring up, um, is it that easy to get a job to go out there and be a killer for Spectre? You just got to take one gut punch with a pair of brass knuckles and not flinch? Well, I think this is something they were cooking up and that the, their, whoever, the buyer or whatever came to see what she was buying. She's like, yeah, he'll, he's good. He'll do. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Like, But, like, I could have done that. I could take breast knuckles to the freaking stomach and not flinch. Maybe. Maybe once. Once, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, eventually, Mr. Bond, and uh, when he figures out that the girl is not really who she says she is, mm -hmm. he gives her a slap in the face, too. Yeah. Tell me who you are, who you're working for. Like, yeah. <laughs> she mm -hmm. did betray him. And, I mean... In her defense, she was being manipulated. Once she figures out that she was being manipulated, she does the right thing in the very end. Yes, and that's when she fucking had that little thing that the Joker had with the, uh, well, the knife in the boot. We see that But early. it's poison. Yeah, because we see that earlier. And that was a ridiculous scene when he ha has the chair and he's holding her against the wall with the chair. Yeah. And she's trying to kick him with the fucking thing. Oh, my God. that was That's the very end of the movie. But like yeah. earlier in the movie, actually, Blofeld killed yeah. the, that one number five with that, too. And he just, yeah. he just kicks him under the desk and he's like, yeah. hmm, 12 seconds. Kicks him in the ankle. Yeah, we're going to have to work on that. Yeah. It's a little wall. <laughs> Like, can you imagine that? Like, if you fail, your boss kills you. It's like, I always said, why do people work for Darth Vader? Why do you want to work for here? Like, number three's like, I'll get him. Like, you know, like, she's so desperate to prove herself. Now, was it number three that threatened uh, to fight or kill the other girl she didn't... Uh... If she didn't help her. Actually, yeah. the very end of this movie is definitely the same exact ending as Austin Powers. Which one? The first one. Instead of having the guy with the uh, shoe come and throw it, mm -hmm. it's this girl shows up as a maid. Right. And now she's like, and like, you know, Bond blows her off as just a regular maid, but really it's, she's there to kill him. Mm. It's just like that. And I think even the wallpaper on the hotel is the same. I could be wrong on that, but I That's think I'm That's when they were on their honeymoon, right? Yeah, because now they're in love. And honestly, who throws a shoe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then honestly, that's how they go from the first one to the second one, when she turns out to be a robot, because that's kind of like in the Bond thing. We got to kill off the last one because we have to have a new Bond girl introduced. I never liked that. What that they never that she was a robot. Yeah, but that just make that's just all part of the spoof of the James Bond movies. Yeah, but, I don't think I like to think that she wasn't a robot the whole time. I don't think she was. I don't look at it like that. That bothered me too, though, and uh, you know, Spy who shagged me. Mm. But you always got to move on. He had to move on to his next girl. Yeah. So that's how it works. And it's the same thing with this. And when they were on the train, remember the Madonna music video? Oh, is that the one with the how I feel? That one? You might have to cut that out. But, uh, <laughs> that, um, no, I think it was Beautiful Stranger. Oh, yeah. That was Madonna? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. That was Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah, I didn't realize that was Madonna. How? How First did... of all, 
an Oreo was one bite. <laughs> and that would solve all the crumb issues that we're having. And the two hands on the... How is uh, Oreo a two-handed cookie? I think it's gonna be two hands, Matt. No! <laughs> Almost no foods is two hands. I'm gonna disagree with you. Because right off the bat, you got sandwiches. At some point, it's two hands, yes. But when it gets smaller, it's one hand. It's only one hand once you get to the very end of the sandwich. And there's one bite left. You can one hand that. You could one hand at least half of it. I'm gonna disagree. But a cookie, there's no business for two hands to be on an Oreo. Well, since I did it on camera, I'm gonna disagree. But, you know. I yeah. Comment down below. How many hands <laughs> should go on an Oreo? I still think two. Sometimes. That's insane. And it's one bite. It's always one bite. Unless you're dipping it in... No, even if you dip it in milk, it's still just one bite. No. Cookies you, are always two bites. No, that's... Two to three. But you don't have any crumbs. If yeah, but you, who cares about the crumbs? Most people. Uh, you could just eat them. <laughs> just, Jesus Christ. Just finish, just finish this movie. <laughs> I mean, we kind of already jumbled up. We kind of already are all over the place, so... You get the idea. You get what's going on, yeah. So pretty much at some point in this, because I don't even remember because now I've just been yelled at for how I eat Oreos. Lemon Oreos at that. The official cookie of <laughs> Let's Talk. <laughs> at some point they end up on a train and Nash, who's supposed to meet them there, gets killed by Grant because James Bond doesn't know who Grant or Nash is. So he's never seen them visually. Nash works for MI6. He's supposed to meet James Bond on this train. Nash shows up. It's Grant and James Bond, you know, they start acting cool, but then Grant decides, hey, here's my moment. I'm going to try and kill James Bond. Mm. And they have a fight in the train car and everything. And you didn't like this fight? Man, you got it from this. I was looking at it. Like, you know, there's a lot of hard edits every time a punch is thrown. I guess they say, you know, they have coverage. So that Like I said, um, we were talking when I was watching this movie. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. Might have been on eBay. <laughs> well, the way he kills him is um, he has the thing explode in his face and he ends up putting him down. Like, yeah, yeah and he kills him. This big fucking tough guy. I mean, he would come back to life. He was already on the SS Indianapolis. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. See what I did there? It's Jaws yep. reference. Yep, yep, yep. And Men go in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Sharks are in the water. <laughs> the voice. That's what really threw me off. But he is British in real life, so this is probably closer to his real voice. Mm, okay. So, most actors. Most actors. And then, once they're off the train and they do an awesome escape route, because they use the escape plan that Robert Shaw was supposed to use. So that's why they're running around and, like, he kills that one guy. And then they get on the boat. And then, actually, they're driving around first. And this is where the helicopter chase scene is. Okay. And this was pretty cool. I enjoyed the helicopter chase. But That question, was annoying as fuck, actually. Really? The helicopter? It was over back and forth back and forth and i feel like they use the same oh same shot. shot no yeah. they definitely use the same shot back and forth back yeah. and forth they definitely only had like three good helicopter shots yeah <laughs> but i didn't mind it because actually they i'm pretty sure they really crashed that helicopter maybe it looked like it, unless that's a miniature and some um tricky camera work but i think they crashed it and that helicopter um is that what helicopters look like in the 60s like it's a weird looking one it just didn't have all the body panels Yeah, on. it's just very limited. And then we go into another chase scene because the two of them get on a boat. And now they're on the run again. And this boat... And Did you notice that James Bond in that, in that situation threw on a captain's hat while they're on the boat? <laughs> I, I must have missed that. <laughs> I was looking at him like, this fucking guy really just... 
All the time, he's got to be fucking debonair and just, you know. He's, he's dashing. He is. It's all times. Yeah. Well, that's part of the job. That's why he wears a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You got to be. You got to be. Always like, yeah, even after he killed Robert Shaw, he actually, he buttoned up and everything, cleaned himself off and mm-hmm. went on his merry way. Yep. And, yeah, the boat scene's pretty cool. They have a really nice explosion in the end. And then this is again how the movie pretty much ends. They beat Spectre for this end. time. And then I notice in the credits. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this, but one second before we get there, I just wanted to point out something that Spectre is beat here, but Spectre does come back, and Blofeld does get recast with Donald Pleasance. I'm excited for that. Yes. So I want to see Doctor Loomis. And then yes, I think what you were just about to say is that James Bond will return, return in yeah. Gold. So I was talking to. Again, with Shamrock Balls about this because I, Marvel definitely took this from them, right? Saying there's going to be another one? Yeah. This had to start here, right? Ah, maybe. I mean, I guess. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think. I didn't, I didn't think of. Oh, Marvel stole that. That's I think in GoldenEye, they get the movie wrong at the end because I think they did a switch. Oh, so, really? Yeah. If I oh, uh, all of them have. All. He'll return? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. Because I do think that. The Bond movies are the Marvel movies of the 60s and 70s. Mm, Marvel movies are a little bit better. I agree with that, but like, look at the years. Think about it. Our parents were going to see the James Bond. My parents, both of our parents, I don't think, our sets of parents were even born when this movie came out. My dad was born no. in 66 and my mom was born in 70, so. My dad was 60-something. Yeah, and so I don't think that they were even around for this. So this is the technology that they had to work with. So yeah, they... The movie might be rough, but it's for the time. You got to admit, it's pretty damn good. Right. Um. Yeah. If it was 1962 or 63, and we went and saw this, I don't think I'd be as upset. No, because but, they, you probably never saw anything like this. Right. But now, looking back, now it's just like, eh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get you know, that. I would have. I know. You rather have... watched Goldeneye or? Yeah. Uh, we, we had a lot I, of other movies. I think that after since we're through from Russia within the love now, and I enjoyed my time with it. I gave this still four out of five stars on Letterboxd, which is the same score I gave Doctor No. But I think I preferred this movie. No. If I'm being honest, I I really I, I enjoyed. I thought Robert Shaw was good. I enjoyed his villainous performance. Also, you know, we had the same color hair. I, what can I say? I thought Doctor No was slightly better. But again, I don't think I'm gonna like anything till we get to the Roger Moore's. If I'm being completely uh, honest, I I would be surprised if you don't like Goldfinger. I would be I would mm. be surprised. We start to get some of the cheesy lines. I can't think of like any movies from the '60s that I really lo- that I that I know and like. I'm trying to think of a movie from the '60s you would like. Two, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you like any movies until we get into the seventies. Right. Think about it. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm worried about. Uh, yeah. I was looking at it. Roger Moore is like the first one in the seventies. He is. Yeah. So. I don't think you. Yeah. Do you, do you have any even horror movies? Is there any sixties horror movies you like? Like. Not that I know off the top of my head. Like Texas Chainsaw is almost in the sixties, but it's what seventy two. So I guess that's close. This is still almost ten years before that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I guess maybe maybe this. This isn't your thing. Yeah, it's still, I think, it's a little early for me. Yeah, I watch movies from the 30s and 40s. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. I mean, you have, because you we've been through this. You've watched The, the Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, right. And you've watched some of the Universal Monster movies. Which okay. Are, which are 30s. Yeah, okay. So there's some in there. There's a few exceptions. Yeah, but no, I guess you don't go back. Not really. No. And I understand. I understand. You know, it's it's a little rough, especially like these. Actually, sometimes some of the stuff in this looks worse than some movies from the fifties, just because it's mm. an early color and. And again, we have different tastes, tastes. and 
what we want out of a movie. I like a perfect movie for me. Obviously, is the Terminator, but like I love like disaster films and stuff like. I like action popcorn. Mm-hmm. Matt's you know. not always there for the emotional connection, if no. ever. But yeah, like, but then again, you watch a movie like Dazed and Confused, which has a very limited plot to it, and it's more of like just a story, and they're just hanging out. It's I really just that. a hangout movie. Yeah, that's I love Dazed and Confused. So it's like, you know, that's all like dialogue, really, and you have no problem with that. But that hits different. Hits I different, I guess. I don't know. All right. No, fair is fair. I, you know, you have your opinion. Even if I don't respect you, it is your opinion. Mm. But hopefully Goldfinger's a little I bit better for you. my opinion, and it is right. Well, I saw a comment for last week's that said, like, action, action. Like, oh, because like, I guess you were saying how you like action. Some guy was making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, mm. I, I don't need all the action if the movie's good. Yeah. But if it's a bad movie, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, again, I just, I don't even think the action was great here, so. No, the action was dated. That's what it was. It was good enough, but they have to do all this stuff Practically, like this is all done by them. They like, did Star Wars practical, and look how that turned out. That was 1977. Star Wars, they consider a, a film that changed the game. Like mm. movies, literally, we're trying to cut. We were even talking about Roger Moore has a movie called Moonraker, which they only made because they were trying to copy Star Wars. There's no anyway. reason. For, there's no reason for James Bond to go there. Just no so reason. Make sure you guys tune in next week. Yeah. For. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. And hopefully we can finally get Matt to like a James Bond movie so far. We know he likes later James Bond movies, but right now the early James Bond movies are giving him a hard time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the Conneries. I think Roger Moore is really where I started. Well, Pierce Brosnan was my start, and then I went back and saw a lot of Roger Moore ones. Just curious what you think of George Lazenby's one movie. Now, is Goldfinger anything like Goldmember? So, it's the Because I don't really love Goldmember. Goldmember, the movie? No, Goldmember is not my favorite, but there are some good jokes in Goldmember. There is, but I would say out of the three, that's the worst. I think they go in order. Yes, you know, they but, gradually get worse. Yeah, but I, I mean, I saw The Spy Who Shared Me first, actually, and then when... Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I saw uh, the original Austin Powers, like, pretty soon after it came out. Well, it was 97 for the first Austin Powers, then 99 for The Spy Who Shagged Me, and I remember renting The Spy Who Shagged Me from Blockbuster and then going back and renting International Man of Mystery. Oh, no, I saw the first one before the second one was even a thought. Really? I remember thinking, because after watching The Spy Who Shagged Me and then going back to the first one, I remember the first Austin Powers, they have those transitions where he's, like, singing, like, like these yeah, were the yeah, band yeah, and everything, yeah, 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 and they yeah. took that out, but I was like, wow, that was a weird choice. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I like that or not. It was better. Yeah, I like that a lot. You like those transitions. Mm -hmm. But why don't you guys keep up with us while we're watching all the James Bond movies so you guys know next week we will be doing Goldfinger. Mm -hmm. And I think Matt is going to enjoy that, but we will see. And also, um, in the next few weeks, we are going to probably do like two of these a week because we want to build up to May 19th when Matt wants to watch Fast X in theaters, and because I have now to go, that's a movie. Now, because I have to go see that with him, and I do not enjoy the Fast and Furious franchise overall like he does. Oh, I love it. I'm looking forward to rewatching them all on 4K and letting you guys know what I think of them. And uh, you know, we'll get to watch Matt gush and just glam all over that, though. But you now know, that's a odd. franchise. Yeah, that's a franchise. All right, that's for sure. It's all about family and Corona. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Great, great movies. But until next time, guys, go grab some lemon Oreos and watch some Bond movies. Yep, and then you can also help us out by telling all your friends about us and subscribing to us on all podcast services and on YouTube. And then after you do all that, I got nothing else. I really don't. You were, you took go my line. Go fuck yourself. You took my line. All right. <laughs> we're out of here. <laughs>